Podcast. We are on episode 22 of Pow Wow Podcast, and wow, it feels like we've been doing this for far too long. Phil, I... Well, not far oh, too long. Uh, just, just long enough. Long enough. How about well, that? I apologize. I, d- I did forget to introduce myself. If you are new to the show, my name is David. I am your one of your hosts, and sitting way across from me is... Is Philip, yes. One of your other host, the host that uh, shall remain not nameless. I don't know where that's going. He's the host with the most. Oh, thank you. If our podcast were like a dinner hosting party, I would probably be the one with the, the jello cake, where it's like where you're doing too much, and but people recognize that you're doing too much, but you're still trying to have fun with it. You know, the jello cake where it's like jiggly and everybody's like, yeah, you could have just done a jello bowl if you wanted to do jello. But then the fact that you're doing a jello cake, it's like you're making an effort. You know that you're doing too much. We know that you're doing too much, but at least it's showing. At least it's it's there, right? You What, what, what would you mm. be bringing to the dinner party? Like cocktail weenies? Bottle of wine? No, no. I Well, maybe, you know, as far as appetizers, you know me, I'm bougie. I would maybe do... I love um, mozzarella with well, mozzarella with uh, rucola, arugula for you Americans. Sorry, I'm being so pretentious I know so right pretentious, now. bougie. And wrapped 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 in prosciutto. Oh. Prosciutto. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, it's delicious. All that with the jello. It's all that with the jello cake. Got to be delicious. And then, and yeah, definitely got to bring a bottle of wine. I think that that's that's my vibe. You know what? I think I can't wait until one day. I'm going to force you to go camping. I think we should do a powwow camping trip. I don't know. This is just coming out of the blue. It just popped into my head. Hey, this is a camping kind of themed yeah. podcast. We need to go camping Absolutely. at some point. And we're going to go to a, a, a holiday inn that's near the and wild. We'll bring, get, we'll bring a guest. Well, now that's, getting, that's where we get into a little bit of trouble. I mean, we, it's um, I, uh, may, maybe like in a separate, separate room or separate tent or something, uh, but... Because that's that seems like it's asking for <laughs> well for I a mean, lawsuit. We have we have the best bear advice out there. <laughs> we have accumulated we everything you'll ever need to know. Yeah, about if bears. and when you die camping with us, at least know it won't be about bears. It won't. A bear will not attack it you. It won't be a bear. You that will kills have been you. fully prepared nope. to withstand any and all bear attacks. God, there are days where this podcast is a bit of work, and then there's today where it's a lot of fun. God bless it. All right, uh, that's a little uh, off-screen chemistry between me and David that, unfortunately, you, the listener, will never know because, damn, if it ain't weird. Anyways, we get to our main topic of the show today, and it's going to revolve and uh, go around the topic of charity. Now, it's an expansive word here, David, charity, and I think we should not define it because I think we all have not the stripper. <laughs> yeah, no, not not a stripper. No strippers uh, on not, uh, on the podcast today because we are all for being the stripper podcast. Uh, you know that that would uh, yeah, sure, one, yeah one one that sounds like an upcoming episode. It's bound to happen. Yeah, of eventually. course we're going to be hitting that topic. <laughs> we'll split that topic soon. Anyways, we will get to that topic another day. But uh, charity, we should define it. As we ourselves, David, understand it, because 
yes, I can go on the actual mm. definition of what charity is, uh, doing a benevolent act to another with no intention of it coming back to you. But I think that it, it can go both more deeper than that and, and become more contextualized to us. So why don't you start here? What is, what is your definition of charity and probably what is the, the lowest level of charity that you would think of in, in your life that you've either done or you've had done to you? Like the lowest level. I suppose I wouldn't differ too much from the generally accepted definition of charity. I feel that it, it should be selfless, but at the same time, if it's not gratifying, then, then there's no reason why you should be doing it. I mean, I, I, I know that sounds strange, but you're obviously you, it is gratifying. Otherwise you wouldn't be doing it, but it shouldn't be about you. That's the most important thing. It's, it's, it's never about you doing the charity. It's about those who are in need, whether it be animals, the environment or people, those who are in need, who are, should be at the center of the, you should almost be invisible. Hmm. Otherwise, it, it really does become, I mean, it's not that it's not necessarily charity, but it becomes something else. What about you, Phil? For me, I think my definition of charity is doing something, and I really would like to harp on this, doing something with no intention of having that repaid. Because I think that there are some people right. who do things who, even if they don't expect anything out of the, the lone person, the family, the organization uh, coming back to them, like they, they're not expecting, even if they don't expect um, a tax write-off, uh, a, fam, a familial favor, or if it's uh, a person that you don't know, maybe just something in return for the favor. I don't know what that would be. But even if it's not that, some people do it still to either make themselves feel good or that there's a karmic energy in the universe so they're just trying to offset maybe something that they did almost like writing your taxes where you're just trying to offset something really bad that you did and so therefore you're in a more charitable mood um sometimes that can lead to good things mm -hmm. like um uh, in my world in my sports world i know that there's michael vick who's somebody who uh, uh was a very a prevalent dog abuser who went around and did, had a lot of dog fighting, and there was a lot of scandal. He actually went to jail for it. But above and beyond paying the, the time for his crime, he's now become something of a spokesperson for the Humane Society. He's gone out and spoken at a lot of events within inner-city communities where, where it's prevalent. He's really gotten out ahead of, of this, this thing. He's, he's, he's made multiple statements about how incredibly sorry he is. He's gone out and done time uh, as far as community and charitable time dedicated towards fixing the problem as well as giving money. So uh, there's things that, that could work in that favor that where you're trying to offset something that you've either done previously or directed or indirectly related to what, you're, what you had done in the past. I, I, that can work as well, but I think at its base core, at, it, at what, it, what it is fundamentally, I think charity is doing something for another without expecting anything in return. And, and I don't think you mm -hmm. answered what is what is like the base level oh, yeah. of what you would consider charity that either you've done or you've had done unto you. Uh, the I think the very 
base level, I think even in an abstract sense, tipping your your yeah. your waiter or server can be seen as as not necessarily like I hate to call it charity because that makes it sound kind of dis- it kind of puts like a weird negative spin on it. But I mean, it is in a sense charitable if you you know if you make enough money that you that you can afford to eat out then then you should be tipping those people who are working hard and are unfortunately underpaid on the next level up i think would be giving a few giving spare change to uh the poor the homeless i think that's that's charity and i think that that's maybe some of the purest form even though it is so tiny it is the purest form because people really don't expect anything in return they don't even generally expect recognition for something so small you know whereas when when you get into larger foundations it becomes almost like a a bragging right and i don't think that that's a necessarily a really bad thing but you are sort of getting a little bit more more attention because you work for whatever charities and again i don't think that's a bad thing i just think that it you are getting something in return in that sense in an abstract way i i think for me uh, the only thing i would disagree on is i i really do think tipping is mandatory man um and, and i i realize that that is what is mandatory is necessary and a, a part of i no but, uh, but that's i didn't say that it wasn't no that's interesting that's such a dis- uh, so you, you're saying it's not mandatory but it it's well okay I mean it isn't mandatory it's it is voluntary and by that very nature it is you can do it or not in a sense, and you're not charitable. breaking the law. Right. And I do think that in certain cases I don't think that you necessarily have to tip if you've gotten really really poor service. Wow. That's like its own topic that we could do. Um I mean I, yeah. I disagree and with I know, that. And I and I I say that I say that having worked in in the restaurant industry I, I think that if you get poor service, then, I mean, you, that's, that's, I mean, I, maybe that's a controversial opinion to some people. I, I think it is. We I need to have a discussion ha- on that separately. Um, but. Okay. Um, let, let's, let's, let's go to, back to what charity is. For me, what I would qualify as like the base, as, as the smallest amount of charity. And again, this is at, at its absolute core. You can, you can expand upon it, but at its base core, imagine a scenario where you're out with your friends and. For some reason, they can't split the bill. If we're going to stay in the restaurant world, they can't split a bill, and there's like three of them or whatever. So, so you're not going to be stuck with a humongous bill. But say that you're you're there, and you're and the bill comes along, and it's you realize that somebody owes you ten bucks, the other person owes you twelve bucks, and the, of course there's change in there. There's like ten, thirteen. Somebody owes you twelve, sixty-seven, whatever it may be, and. You, instead of just either rounding up or figuring out the minute uh, amount that they everybody owes you, instead of doing all that, you're just like, hey, just just give me 10 bucks or hey, just just give me 12 bucks. And, and again, it's such a minuscule amount that it's not going to really cost you all that much. It's going to cost you about a buck, whatever it is, maybe a buck and change. Uh, but the ability to do that is... Is with good intent of just saying, you know what, I'm. Not, it's not worth one the trouble. It's, uh, you know, it's just my small part part towards helping to facilitate this easiness for all of us. Maybe that that's, maybe these are like at its smallest, smallest where like the the base idea forms from. But for me, that's kind of a a, a small way that we can begin I mean, to discuss charity. 
amongst amongst friends, I feel that it's it's generosity you know, always, but I don't know if I would consider it charity in that in that sense. What if it was what, was, um, what if it was a friend who do they have to state to you outright that going out to dinner is something of a luxury for them? So therefore, them even coming up with the mm. the twelve bucks and in and of itself is something. So therefore, if you're like, hey, just give me eleven bucks, twelve bucks, or whatever it is, even if the bills. Twelve eighty four. Even if the bill's fifteen for them, does that count? Does that constitute, or do to they? Me, ha- that's not charity. I just I think that that's 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 kindness and and consideration and generosity towards a friend. But I don't I don't know if I would put that in the same world as charity to those that you don't even know. So then let me ask you this: If a friend comes up to you and is like, "Hey, I'm having trouble coming up with the rent this month," and they ask for mm-hmm. a th- around a thousand bucks whatever that may be and you give it to them and you say keep it we're good for all that you've done for me just keep it does that count as generosity no i mean i mean yeah yes i would say so because i mean it to me that's like that's like giving a friend a, a gift even if it's not like a gift like here's a here's a gold necklace that has no actual use or or real world um application even if it's something like that I think it's it's different in a sense. Sorry, let me just backtrack sure, a little, uh, sure. for a second because I'm lose, losing my train of thought. Um, so that to me is a little bit more like a like a gift to a friend. You know, a friend in need. Something. You know, it's like giving them. Uh, it's like, oh, you 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 can't afford to buy a new lawnmower at your 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 home. Why don't you take my old one because I'm going to replace it. You know, that's it's it's that kind of thing. Whereas if there was a, a some someone who someone you didn't know who needed rent money and you had money to spare giving that i think that's charity but when it's a friend it's it's a different world hmm that is that is an interesting delineation from generosity and gift to charity because i think you could even make a case that what is charity if not a gift that is unnecessary whether or not you know the the address on whom the gift is going to directly, a la you're just giving it to the Red Cross or um, Goodwill even. I think that, I mean, Goodwill does a lot of charities and employs a lot of people, so technically it would count. Even if you don't know whom the recipient is that your charity is going to, or your gift, I guess, in this case, I would still think I'd argue that they can be one and the same. I realize that that we're, we're, we may be nitpicking here, so... Uh, maybe best to move on, but um, I I think that it can still be considered charity, even though it's not. It doesn't need to be labeled as such, because I know that there is a stigma, and maybe that's where we'll we'll go next. Is that there is such a stigma associated with charity amongst some? Um, some don't have that problem. Some do. Uh, where if it's labeled as charity, mislabeled as charity, or correctly labeled as charity, they will not accept that. And and mm. they see it as something of, of, of shame. And and they associate and brand themselves with of lesser value or or maybe they just they don't won't have respect for themselves if that's the at a point where they can no longer provide whatever it is that you're they're charitably receiving. They can no longer provide that for themselves. Do you have that stigma with you? Or if and if not do you think it's a fair stigma to have and a fair stigma that we we allow ourselves as a civilization to to fester? 
I, I, I think that it's, it's an unfortunate thing that anyone should feel like they, that they don't want charity. I just think that, yeah, but on, at the same time, if I were in that position, I, I understand, you know, no one wants to feel like they need handouts, like they need help. But uh, it's, 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 I don't know if I can really an- give one solid answer well, to that well, question. What about, I think it's very, very, what about you? It's a very complex. Me? I mean, yeah, I, I would feel, I would feel, I think that the stigma is, I think it's justified. It just, people are justified in feeling that way. I, I do think it's unfortunate for me. I don't know what, what I would do in the, in that scenario. Yeah, I, 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 I guess I would just advise, I don't, don't always be so quick to, to turn down a helping hand. If, if you need it, that's, that's, that's the case. And really what, brought this conversation up for me on why why charity is i i have a fundamental question about whether or not a charity remains to be the same if there is, if it is broadcasted because i don't know about you but recently mm. i've seen an uptick in a lot of people going out and um oh i don't know I, one video that comes to mind is they take a guy off the street, they go and get him a haircut, they go and buy him clothes, they get him a hotel for the night or maybe the weekend, and then at the end of it, they give him like a couple thousand dollars, maybe like $3,000, and they take him out to eat as well and, and, and all this stuff. And on the one hand, it is very rewarding, right? And you're so you're watching this and it's a, it's a great feeling and you're like, wow, that's really great. Like this makes you feel good because it is, that is what... You know, there should be the positive side effect to charity. Even though you're not getting getting anything, you're the one who's really receiving um, all the good feelings, all the good all the good things that are associated with charity. But at the same time, I can't help but ask myself: Does charity lose its luster? Does it lose what makes it pure when it's it's broadcasted, when it's recorded? And it's done with the intent of, oh, I, I can get a lot of views or, oh, I, I, can, I can do this and, and receive a lot. I, it doesn't matter that I give them $3,000 because off of my video, I'll be making 10 or something. Does it, does it lose a right, lot? Of, I, does it lose a lot there? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, it doesn't take away from, from what's been done for whatever person or group in need. But don't it takes away what it takes away from is the repute of that person the person Mm. performing whatever charitable act i don't find these people to be amazing human beings their generosity is with something in return they are getting something in return views which translates on youtube and instagram to money and like for example even just on a small a much smaller scale on Instagram there's this there's these guys who who go and ask people what makes them happy and then they say wait here for 5 minutes and then they go like the one guy's like oh i love basketball and he's like oh who who's your favorite player and he goes uh lebron so he goes up into the store and buys a a lakers lebron lakers jersey right or whatever you call it and and brings it down and gives it to that person right and what they spent on that on that jersey and it doesn't take they've done a nice thing for somebody great but what they make on that video then is far greater than that so i don't think that that person i don't think that that guy is is an amazing person no i mean i don't think he's a bad person 
but but I don't think that that makes him an amazing person. It's like it's like if Cristiano Ronaldo. There's so many stories about him doing really charitable things for like little boys who are sick with something in the hospital, and he goes and donates a pair of his cleats to to sell and pay for the surgery. Or like there was something where he like a boy asked him for his cleats so that he could sell them and pay for the surgery. So what Cristiano Ronaldo did, I think, is he paid for the surgery, gave him the cleats to have, right. and like went and went to visit him. And I think that that's wonderful. And I think that that. He brings so much joy to that young boy who's a, f- a huge fan of Cristiano Ronaldo, and he, that's his hero. And I think that that's great. But at the same time, like we we also have to like I don't think Cristiano Ronaldo is 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 Jesus's second coming or anything. <laughs> like I think that it's easy to be so charitable when you make million hundreds of millions every you know every year or whatever, right. or or tens of millions maybe I don't know. But but I mean yeah, the act is still a wonderful act. It's just. It, there is something in return, I think, in a lot of these cases, and it does take away. For me, it takes away the gloss. Is when it's when there's when it's being filmed for for attention or money or whatever. Right. Is the perfect way to do it to do charity? Because I think we should all be the one. The one good thing. Let me let me even retrace. The one good thing I do like about those videos. Is I think at some at some foundational level, it does encourage good acts. Again, uh, mm-hmm. e- even if it is for monetization, even if it is for selfish selfish reasons, I can't argue with the fact that it's not that they did a good thing. They did a they did a, a good thing. I I, I and sure, that's yeah. really hard to argue with because I I don't ever want to discourage that. And it does. I think. It, I think. I believe you said it. It does help to inspire others, right? Yes. Um, perhaps to, to be more charitable. And that's right. and that's a good thing. I want to bring up two of the the greatest philanthropists of our generation, the Gateses, Bill and Melinda Gates, the Gates Foundation. This is an example of hyper rich people who set up a foundation. They perform lots of charity, but they don't do. I really truly believe they don't do it for themselves. You know. They really are because because they're not doing it for praise. They're not doing it for attention. They've already got plenty of attention, right? Right. They're not doing it for attention. They're not doing it for praise because they keep doing this charity. And all the while they're telling us, guys, stop being stupid. We have so many issues that we need to address. So I think that that's where that's where the 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 truly rich. That's where real charity lies in the stuff that they actually care about. And it's not it's like. Okay, I I appreciate that you're grateful for what I'm doing, but also, can you help, you know? Uh, and I wonder if the Shaquille O'Neal way of doing charity is not the best way, where there are out front and... Uh, because, okay, so Shaquille O'Neal himself, you see him on Icy Hot, you see him in the General Auto commercial, you see him pretty much everywhere, right? He's, he's one of the most marketable and out front... I mean... He, Super celebrities. No. You don't know who Shaquille O'Neal is? I, I, I'm not. I know who Shaquille O'Neal is, but I don't live in America anymore, so I don't see him everywhere is what I, is all I'm saying. Fair enough. In America, I'd, I'd even say the fact that you know yes. of him, though. Well, you're in L.A., but would your, oh, of course. Would, would your mom know of I, him? I lived in the U.S. for many years. I don't think so, but he is well known. Like he is a personality; people know who he is. Yeah. But he's not in commercials very much. Like I think he's done a couple of spots in in the U.K. 
for certain things because people know again people you're right people know who he is right uh, but i don't know what you mean by shaquille o'neal's style of charity i, I i'm not familiar right. so whenever he does and especially when he was in his playing days one thing that he did all the time was that i believe it was because uh, he was no, one of his nicknames was the diesel and so he would always mm. get like a semi truck and filled up with toys, go to the toy store, and then go to various places and unload. During Christmas time, he would unload the toys to all the children that would never need it. Yeah, and that was like a yearly thing for him. And he's continuously done out front things like this that were very highly charitable, highly touted. Everybody gets in. It's like, oh, it's Shaq's uh, toy drive. Oh, it's Shaq's money drive for this or that or, or whatever. And he does stuff like that. But at the same time, there are hundreds of stories, publicized or not, uh, that are concerning Shaq that you can find where it's first-person accounts of, yeah, I was at the store and Shaq walked in while I was trying to talk to the salesperson about a laptop for my kid so that way he could go to school. And he came over and said, hey, don't, don't worry about it. And he pays for the laptop. Now, he it's, it's small things that he doesn't necessarily get credit for. Yes, of course, if the person who's the beneficiary comes out and says something, he can't really help that. But he's done that. He's done. He's bought uh, an engagement ring for a guy who was just trying to get started. Um, he's done other countless. He's paid for surgeries, and he's never been been uh, recognized for stuff like that. Uh, there, he's done it both ways, and I think that that is the true indication especially for somebody who's such a celebrity who enjoys being out front and out in the open and being highly publicized i think that that's probably the perfect blend if you will of being able to use your celebrity to encourage others to to join in for charity to pool in resources while at the same time personally making a profound effect within your community I think that that's probably the best way. It, it's not everybody has that platform. I know. I I'm with you. I think that that's. I think that that's really good. Yeah, between the Gates and Shaq, I think that they're probably doing it the best in the charity. Well, the Gates are, are really sort of front page news type of charity sure. kind of people. <laughs> but but I really do. I you get that you can't possibly. I don't. I have never gotten the sense that any of it was selfish because they really are helping millions of people especially in in the developing world. Correct you know? me if I'm wrong, but aren't they one of those uh, people that you read about where they're leaving their kids like 10 mil each, like woohoo, but actually, I mean, when they're worth billions. Yeah, I think it's... I think it's less than that, even. I think it's like a mil each right. or something They're like that. They're leaving something like that. Which is, and then the rest, which is the rest, is going to charity and the and the the Gates yeah. Foundation, right? Is am I correct in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is actually quite astounding. Good for them. I I can't imagine. I that not that takes a special special type of person when we're talking in the I realm mean, yeah, of billions. I, but you. You really do get the sense. You really do get the sense that they're people of integrity, though. Yeah. I mean, I've never, I've never thought anything else. Uh, maybe, maybe that's just the the Gates microchip from the <laughs> Pfizer vaccine. But uh, <laughs> I am joking. I am hundred percent joking. Yeah. If anyone is listening who might believe in conspiracy theories, please don't. I, let's end here. What is like? What is yeah. a basic level of charity that either you continuously do? Or maybe a charity that you you yourself are invested in, or or something to where that that's where your heart lies. That's where you like to go 
forward and, and where you like to do good in the world? Well, for several years, I actually, I mean, I, 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 I really hope that one day I have a little bit more money, sure. <laughs> have a bit more of a regular income as, as an actor starting out. It's, it's tough. It's tough to be charitable. Um, but something that I have done since I, since I was six, 15, 14, I have always participated in Movember and especially once I once I turned 18, I've for for many years, for several years throughout university, I didn't when I when I moved to LA because then I had to sort of maintain my appearance. But Explain when November. I could, I've always grown my I've grown my mustache out for November and always to raise awareness, but also I've raised money for uh, on several years to um, to promote men's health. And that's in and the Movember Foundation. Uh, works in three areas of men's health, testicular cancer, prostate cancer, and men's mental health, which for me is is really the one of the biggest ones because it's something that it's getting a lot more time, airtime now, men's mental health. It's a really serious issue. It's something that that has been ignored for thousands of years. Uh, and it's 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 serious. and I, and I appreciate that that's being addressed now. And so I've raised money for for the Movember Foundation, and I continue to do that every year. In the future, I think there's a lot of causes that that are that are near and dear to my heart. The environment is primo, is the number one. I shared something about the, a speech that Greta Thunberg is it tune? gave recently. It's not done. I think it is. Okay. No, it's, it's she's Norwegian, so I'm pretty sure it's Thunberg. But I'm, I I might be getting that wrong, and I apologize if I am. She gave this amazing speech, and she always does. I, I, I admire her tremendously, and I think the environment is, is the paramount issue facing humanity right now, and everything else is secondary. Those are, those are the ones. For me, I have a, a heart for the homeless. Whenever I go around, I don't. I know a lot of people have uh, bars and like water packets and and um, like like homeless little packets that they drive around for. Specifically in Arizona, where everybody has a car, they um, a lot of people carry around little homeless packs that they give out to them to help them and keep them hydrated and what have you. For me, what I do is if I'm going somewhere and and there's a person nearby, usually I just go in and I, I say, "Hey, man, I don't. I really don't have any money." Because usually I don't. Who does anymore? But what I can do for you, anything you want off the menu, just literally go crazy and I'll get it for you. And that's usually what I do. Or if I'm going into a store and there's somebody outside, hey, can I get you like a jug of water? What kind of sandwich do you like? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, just because that's that's where I, I, I'm usually at. Um, when, if, should I ever have more money, that's what I would like to donate more towards. Because um, I just, I really, it really does, man. It just, it... it tears tugs on my heart that that i just see driving around and people are just outside like it, it's just a compounding problem where it, you, your first thought shouldn't be god you know disgusted by these people being out there no your your first thought should be damn that like it really hurts me to think that somebody's having to live freaking under a street sign just uh, and not having the the basic human needs met of just having a shelter and and what have you and yeah and it just and, and food as well food water uh and then probably and then getting sicker by the day i'm sure especially out here in arizona where there's where they're where they're probably gone crazy with heat you know like the heat can like fry yeah. you you know in in more ways than one i just i can't i can't imagine it and i it, it always makes me sad and i i just wish i could solve all the all that area 
personally, I can't, so I do what little I can. So uh, we mm -hmm. move along to different topics. <laughs> We are on a rotation of, of uh, many segments, as it were, and instead of random question, I think we're going to be rebranding, not, not re retooling or, or axing it, but we're going to rebrand the random question to would you. Now, it can go to would you rathers, or it can just be as simple as would you. So uh, I'll start us out here, Hoffman. I have a would you question. If I were to have 10 guns in front of you, Hoffman, and only one of them was loaded, would you go up and put one of those guns up to your head and pull the trigger for a million dollars? And then I have a continuation. No. no. Okay. Let's uh, assume you said yes. If, well, that, no, I mean, <laughs> okay. no, I mean, that, that's, that's good. But uh, if, if I, does it change your mind if I were to then offer you um, make the initial one 10 million for one, 10 million. And if I were to then offer you double what you made with each previous attempt. So you try the first gun, you make 10 million. <laughs> Second gun, you make an additional 20 million. Next one, 40 million on top of it, and so on and so forth. So just, just keep following that line. How many guns would you try before you stopped? One. You would just try one. One. You would just try one. One, I'm. You give me ten million dollars, I will turn it into really twenty million. Wow! Yes, I will. I you. will. I will invest, and I will be like I. That is something I am committed to. If I ever actually have a lot of money, be smart with it. Like so many people win the lottery and they blow it in like two years. I am committed. If I if I have a, a lot of money, I'm gonna be be careful what I do with it. And be smart about it. It's not about buying yachts, okay? You gotta be clever with how you put your, where you put your money. Uh, so no, I'd take if I was gonna do it, which again, like I probably wouldn't. One a one in ten chance of dying is a it's it's not high, but it's a little too high. Yeah, I mean it's know? a ten percent chance. So, yeah, I mean that's not small. So no, I wouldn't do it. But if I was gonna do it, one is definitely enough. Like yes, it would be great to have. 30 million is better than 10 million, but I, I would take the 10. Okay, fair enough. Your turn. Phil, would you spend a year living in the Kardashian house, observing as David Attenborough might observe seals on the rocky beaches of South America? You do not come out of it rich or with a different life. You return to your life as it was before. Would you spend a year living in the Kardashian house? Now, do I come out of it attached? <laughs> uh, do you want to you know i i just say this very very definitively without any shame i would absolutely not want to um no amount of money i find i find that they are a large part of <laughs> the degradation of modern western society hmm. so no i that's no i wouldn't want to get hitched in the in the kardashian house uh, see Okay, here's my here uh, my thought on the keep on the Kardashians. While I myself don't enjoy the show, while I myself am not fully I mean, I've never seen the show. I just know what they're like in the Well, sure. I I'd imagine the show's as close as we're going to be to to whatever they're real on. Right. Mm. I find it to be a show. Well, I guess it was a show. Now it's over. 
was a show of actually somewhat empowering women. And it's only because it was like the women were the smart ones in the group. The men were the ones who kept making problems from everything I've seen on the outside. So if that's the case. Anyways... I, but none of that shit's real. None of none of that. Well, some was real. Some was real. Anyways, would I? Would I? Would I? Observing. You know what? Actually, you know what? Yes, I would. And here's why. Say what you will about how ridiculous it is, and I agree. How how the fact that they are famous just because they're famous. They're famous for being famous. That's it's it's a weird conundrum, paradigm. But. I actually do think that they are geniuses, or at least one of them is whoever, if it's if it's mama, the momager. They are geniuses at marketing. The fact that they get people to pay them to wear all these expensive clothes, the fact that they get people to, to actually care that they put out nonstop ads, and also the fact that they can find all the best angles. There are things that I think that you could very much learn from them that I, I don't think a year would be wasted. And it would be very, it, it would be I... exciting. I'd get a lot of travel in as well. I've heard a lot of people try to tell me that that the Kardashians are 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 very like are geniuses are like really savvy. I am yet to hear a coherent, strong argument in favor of that. I think that there there's a very clear storyline from from point from from from. Uh, how how would you like to phrase this? O.J. Simpson's O.J. Simpson's trial to now. There's a very clear story that got them from there from there to being billionaire famous. And I don't I'm not sure genius is where I would where I would land that absolutely not. I think it's so, genius. Anyway, yeah. I I I think that there's a lot to learn and I think it would be fascinating and I might also do it, but I think I would come out with a brain tumor. This is once more, and we're moving into the world of sport. Like I will say in the future, again, we're recording this out of order, so we're talking about soccer, and the reason we're talking about soccer is because there is a huge summer of sport, if you're me. If you're me. (laughs) There is the Olympics coming up, right? Well, I mean, like, for me, it's a really huge summer of sport because we have the Euros. I, I really am not a soccer fan until the World Cup or the European Cup comes round, right? Because it, I just get into the spirit of the tournament and the culture, and it's sort of, it's a unifying thing. I love World Cups, or in this case, European Cups, kind of the same thing, just contained to Europe. And so right now, the European Cup is happening, and then right now, well, starting now, started uh, yesterday, July 3rd, is the British and Irish Lions tour, which is a a every four years the 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 teams from England, Scotland, Ireland, and Wales get together, form one big team, and they tour either Australia, New Zealand, or South Africa. Which means they only tour South Africa every twelve years, and that's happening now as well. And then after that is the Olympics, so it's a huge summer of sport for me, especially because these are all things that I get really invested in. And rugby, because it's my favorite sport, Olympics and the European Cup, because it's sort of an international thing. So this time today, when there are once more, we're talking about soccer, football, however you want to put it. I don't mind. And 
football is soccer. Oh God, what do I say? Phil, what do you want me to say? Do you want me to say soccer or football? You, you you say on your heart football, and I'll know that it's soccer. Okay, I mean, I am speaking an American accent, so I probably should be saying soccer. It is the world's most popular sport. It is. It kind of feels like the baseline of all sort of team sports in the in the world. Very I simple, mean, it, technically. Or not speaking. all, but yeah, it is simple. It is a sim is a it's a very simple concept as a game in a very similar sense to basketball. Yeah. In my in my opinion. Yeah. yeah right. Ball goes in basket, or, or, ball goes in Or goal. hockey. Yeah. Or hockey. It's kind of in that same arena. But it is it, football, I think especially, is sort of that baseline. And uh, and here's where I say something controversial, and I don't mean to offend anybody, but I think it is it appeals to those who who don't appreciate or maybe in a sense don't don't feel they have the patience for intricate rules or slightly more complex rules to some other sports like rugby or American football or baseball, for example. The scoring in baseball or cricket can be it can be a, a bit much. Turn off for some people. It can be a bit much, but. It is, um, it is sort of the the ultimate world sport, most popular for sure. So let's just talk about the, some of the things that we like and we don't like about uh, about soccer. You know what I like, Phil? Why don't you? I, you know, one thing that I actually like about soccer, and and it's only appreciative once you become a wider sports fan, because otherwise it's it's either what you know or two, it's your first time into any sport, so you don't know any different. But I do enjoy. That the clock never stops. I do enjoy that. Mm. It's 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 pace and tempo for the game is is on. It's always consistently on. I really appreciate that aspect yeah. of soccer. I I can I can agree with that. Although I will counter that because you know with with American football you literally the stop and there's often commercial breaks. I'm not a big fan of the commercial breaks in the middle of a quarter, for example. Right. That feels strange to me. But there are stoppages. Rugby, they stop the clock often, or they or they even just stop to reset to scrum or to to throw in or something like. But I will say with soccer, they they don't stop the clock, but very often the ball sort of meanders around in in a team's own half, and it kind of feels just as non riveting as when the clock fully on full on stops for American football. To me, I find it just as boring in those moments. But I mean, just to, like one of the other things that I wrote down for 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 a big um, plus for me, I do love the exciting moments when when something exciting does happen. It is it is a thrill ride. Like the, some some of the most amazing pieces of athletic brilliance from some of the players uh, scoring goals from f- you know thirty meters yeah. away. It's it's like well, midfield is usually then a, it's a fluke. But just some of the just some of the, the 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 way that people these players control the balls it's very it's very uh very thrilling one other thing i love is is the tournament structure i lo- i mentioned this already i love like the um i love those those international tournaments right. and it gets it gets uh and, it, and it's only every 4 years for for the world cup and for the european cup for example which makes it special cuz a lot of international competitions a lot of sporting competitions are annual which kind of makes it feel a little bit more regular but when when something comes around only every every four years, that makes it um, makes it a lot more exciting, and it really and World Cup. I like sports that have a World Cup brings the world together, common ground, people from vastly different cultures coming together to to celebrate something that we all enjoy, right? Uh, for me, one one my last thing that I really enjoy about soccer 
is that I love, and as cheesy as this is going to sound, it's true, so uh, you don't knock me, but I love how inventive people get, coming from a broadcasting standpoint, with the goal, just how the, how, you know, they either, oh. they either try to hold it out as long <laughs> yeah. as they can, or they they have their own special, Gio, and then they just go there, or yeah, it's like, yeah. go, 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 special, go, 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 that's... go, or whatever, like, they do every interpretation. And that's a real Latin American thing. And I think it's fantastic. It adds so much life I, to I the I find party. it almost comic. Some of them are just comically brilliant. Like, it's just so, it seems so for like for I foreign I mean I don't mean that in like like literally foreign but also just like like I just when you listen to English commentary all the time when you get to listen oh, to the yeah. Spanish commentary it's yeah, it's the, a real well, the English real commentary treat. is all respectful well he goes up the pitch and there he is and he's tossing the potato and there is a goal right there what a sly move from that guy <laughs> yeah I I remember listening to one Spanish uh, Spanish commentary and the guy literally like there was like a, a five second he like the the goal happened. He took a break, like a two second break, and then he went, <gasps> Goal! <Yeah. laughs> it's, it's just, it's so dramatic. I love it. As cheesy as it is, I love yeah, it. It's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Now we move on to the things that we don't like so much. And, and this is meant to be lighthearted. Mm. I think the players are, too, are, are paid too much. And oh, uh, and then this one, I think I think the the players have, well, I mean, I don't, I don't see how you could possibly pay them less. I, the, the way that the, the sport is structured it's just the way it is but i think the pl- players have very little respect for each other and even less for the referee and that that doubles in with the fans i think the fans in general are maybe and i hate this this may be a stereotype but in general a little bit more violent and destructive than other sports fans and in stadiums they even separate the fans so that was something that i found really strange coming from rugby where when i went to twickenham stadium in london as a south african fan to watch england play south africa i was sitting amongst english people you know and we would chat and we would have some banter and and like make jokes and it was all fun and games in football stadiums they have sections they have a section for arsenal fans will will fill the their arsenal stadium but they'll they'll separate one box and that'll be for the the away fans the barcelona fans when barcelona come and play and a friend of mine was telling me a story he was at the stadium and he was sitting in the arsenal section because he's an arsenal arsenal fan and and barcelona scored or whatever team it was barcelona scored and this one guy like jumps up and like starts cheering and and then he goes oh oh shoot because he had paid he had pretended to be an arsenal fan so that he could get the ticket but he was actually a barcelona fan and and they kicked him out they wow. threw him out i know and i find that very, like the fact that the fans have to be separated i think is very unfortunate yeah uh mine's more gameplay the flopping man it's sometimes it's uh, you want to talk about oh. comical sometimes it's so bad it's comical and they just barely touch them yeah. because they, they misunderstand. They just feel some pressure on the slide of their back. And so they're just like, oh, oh, I can fake a foul and get a get a yellow card for another guy. So uh, the, fl- the right. flopping. And, and this is this that's that I have that written down as well. Faking injuries like I think. And it's it's a self-enclosed cycle because they do it because if they don't, then the referee doesn't award them right. the foul. But if but the referee doesn't award them fouls unless they do it, and that's why they do it. So it's it's like catch twenty. Absolutely. I don't know if that's the correct use of catch twenty two, but I'm pretty sure it is. So what do you? I mean, what do you do? I think the the fault is really with with the system, I guess. Yeah, some down with the system. Absolutely, you gotta penalize the the flop. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's it. That's all I got. Yes. Always penalize your floppy behaviors. We now transition to the game. Don't know why it took me so while to transition my mouth into it anyways. Uh, but we now go forward into the game. Uh, of course, this week it is my guest, the one, the only, Megan Montoya. Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for, uh, for coming on and uh, plopping a log next to us. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, whenever somebody says plopping a log, do you think of sitting down and having a conversation or do you think of poop? Um, I was thinking more like falling into like a river. That that's your plopping a log, like a log ride down down wispy. I'm thinking of yeah. poop. I, I'm thinking of poop I was as well. Say it. I, I'm thinking well, of here's poop. the thing. I got like the solid falling into water. I'm kind of on board, but I just think of it differently. <laughs> yeah, what's going in the water is different for you than what's going in the water for me and David. <laughs> All right, fan. Um, Believe it or not, toilet euphemisms was not why we brought you on the show today, Megan. Uh, oh. <laughs> we actually, we actually we are going to play a game. But first, we'd like to get to know you a little bit. So I've got two questions for you because we've never met. Uh, and I, I said this off air, but uh, I got I feel like I've known you forever. It's crazy. Anyway. Wow. Um, I, I did I'm gonna, hear I've that. I've got two questions. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it. Good. Um, and Phil's got one because uh, you guys know each other, presumably. So my first, uh, my first question is, what was your dream job when you were 13 years old? Uh, when I was 13 years old, I wanted to be a musical theater performer, and I wanted to be on SNL. That was the big one. Mm, okay. And, Meg and, and what do oh. you do now, just out of curiosity? Um, I'm a musical theater performer. I mean, well, now I'm in a Ooh. pandemic, so I... I do uh, oil portraits. I, I'm a freelance artist, but I'm still I'm still on the roll with the musical theater. Great, I love to hear that, Megan. I know you a little bit, and so therefore I will be asking you the much more personal question: How or whom did you get inspiration for your name? Like, why did your parents choose a Megan? You know, they they wanted me to be a boy, so I was going to be Max. <laughs> and then when I wasn't a boy, I don't I don't know how they settled on Megan, but my parents fought to the death about how to spell it. I'm sorry, my one dad of your parents wanted is a it. widower. <laughs> yeah, that's my mom. She won. <laughs> but your dad wanted Max. Yeah, he wanted Max, but then he wanted. A weird version of Megan, like he wanted the H's, he wanted A's, he he'd throw an O in there if he could. He just wanted mm. me to be a freak. <laughs> so so how do you spell your name? M E G A N. The uh, only way to spell the Megan. Only, the only way, yes. <laughs> now okay, do you so you're not Meg you're not Meg Han and you're not Megan, you're Megan. I'm not Megan. I've had teachers say that in roll call and I'm like, how did you how did you get this job? So you don't spell your name Megan T H E E S T A L L I O N. That's you don't spell your name that way. Um, actually, th that part's my middle name. Oh, but I, I heard see. someone try to steal that. Right, right. And uh, just really quickly, what's uh, what's your worst nickname? My dad calls me Doghead, and I don't know where that started. Jeez. <laughs> but he that's, calls me that, and I, I just answer to it. Yeah. Uh, D-O-G-H-E-A-D is how he originally wanted to spell Megan, actually. So ah, yes. I think it's yeah, just his yeah, way of... Uh... Yeah, the D's silent. And my mom broke his neck. <laughs> <laughs> Finish him. Um, <laughs> all right, Megan, I, I asked... The, I, I Phil 
probably thinks I'm just lazy, but I like to ask this to everybody. What is the what is your favorite place that you've ever visited? I think Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I don't have a better answer than Disneyland. <laughs> is it the pretzels? Is it the the turkey legs? Is it the churros? What is it about Disneyland? That or is it goofy? Mm, goofy. Oh, God. Why um, you... Probably goofy and then the churros. What's your favorite ride at Disneyland? A Space Mountain. That's not bad. Could always be It's a Small World. All right, move along to the game. David, oh do, you want to expl- <laughs> do you want to explain the game All That Applies? I do. This is called All That Applies. Um, so... This is effectively a multiple choice, a condensed multiple choice quiz, but there's not necessarily only one correct answer. There could be no correct answers. There could be four correct answers. Uh, It's really up to the quiz master, and that'll be either me or Philip. So any any number of the four options might be correct, and you just have to pick all that apply. Makes sense to me. Oh, good. All right. Yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> and Megan, you brought your, your pen and pencil and paper, correct? All three piece? Um, you said pen and paper. I brought a pencil and paper. <laughs> right, well, wait, so I said a pen and paper, and yet you brought a pencil and paper. Yes, but now it seems to me you asked for more than... <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Me All right. Either. David, who would you like to go first, or or, uh, or do you not care? Um, I will go first. Fantastic. I will do my quiz first. So, Megan, just so you know and you're aware, we will be facing off against each other. If you win, that's horrific, but nothing bad happens because of it. And if you lose, again, nothing bad happens uh, against it. So no need to worry, no pressure. All the pressure is on me and David to win, so that way we do not have another losing week, which we did last week, which means that neither one of us has use of our skipping stones. So it is just a straightforward game. David, hit us. So you guys are going to get three questions. Look, I I just want to preface this. There is, uh, we, we have touched on this a little bit, but this is a big summer of sport, especially for me. There's, there's a big soccer tournament going on at the moment. There's the British and Irish Lion rugby team is touring my country, South Africa. There's the Olympics that are coming up. And so my questions are all about international sporting competitions. So oh, the first goody. one, Olympic events. Olympic events. You guys have to pick all that apply of these four options. Okay. The triple jump, three by three basketball, surfing, and indoor football. And by football, I mean soccer. So those are your four options. I'll say them again. Triple jump, three by three basketball, surfing, and indoor football. Phil, I'll let you go first. Which of these is, which of these four are Olympic events. Oh boy. Uh I don't think three by three basketball is real. And indoor soccer, I don't or well, indoor football, I suppose. I believe I well, I guess I also don't want to think too much out loud here because Megan's going behind me. Uh I think the triple jump is real. And what was the option number three? Surfing. Surfing. Man. I don't think I've ever heard of surfing. So I'm going to just stick with just triple jump being uh, my lone checked box. Okay, and Megan. So I don't want to piggyback off of him. I mean, that that kind of sounds right, but I don't want to copy him. 
So I, I am gonna say. Yeah, don't jump cheat, Megan. Real. Okay. I'm gonna say triple jump is real. I've never heard of three by three soccer. Um. So it's three by three surfing. basketball. Yeah, three by three, three, by three basketball. basketball. Oh, sorry, I An meant to say basketball. Soccer. <laughs> okay, three by three soccer. There's a lot more goals, it believe just, it or not. It just means that, um, three. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Three by three basketball is just uh, three people on each team as opposed to five. Same concept. Okay, as, same concept seen... as uh, three by three wrestling. Same exact oh. thing, just three different people. Yes. You know. Of course. Mm. If I win at this game, we should all try that. Three by three wrestling. Or yeah. three by three soccer. I meant wrestling. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna say okay. I'm gonna say uh, triple jump and indoor soccer. Are the 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 real Olympic events? Is that your answer? Yeah. Okay. Well, you were both correct about triple jump. Yes. That is obviously a real. It's like long jump, but you jump three times for whatever reason. <laughs> seems seems an interesting concept. Jump. Um, <laughs> Now jump again. Three by three basketball. Third time's the charm. Is is an Olympic sport. Dang it! So you both Damn. got that wrong. Surfing is also an Olympic sport. So that one as oh well. Uh, wow! You it's guys got wrong. I never, and I never knew that. Indoor football or soccer is not. So Phil, you got that right, yeah. and Megan, you unfortunately got that wrong because you picked that. That's okay. All right. So moving on to nice. question two. This is going to be luck of whatever. Um, these are terms that apply to rugby. Oh. Um, here we oh go. My God. Use your intuition. Um, the first one is offload. The second one is fruit bowl. The third one is corner kick. And the fourth one is chip and chase. Chip and chase. Uh, Megan, this time we'll go to you first. Okay, I'm working backwards. Chip and Chase sounds the most European, so I'm going to say that's real. Um, okay. Corner Kick sounds real, but I feel like it's too easy, you know? I feel like you're tricking me. So I'm just going to say it's fake just because it feels like you're tricking me. Fruit Bowl sounds too silly, so I'm going to say it's real. And then Offload is also silly. I'm going to say it's real. Okay, so just to, just to rehash, you're saying Chip and Chase is real. Fruit bowl, oh, sorry, corner kick is not real. Fruit bowl and offload are real. Yes. Okay. Phil. I'm going to go uh, offload. Uh, that sounds, that sounds, ooh, I just don't know. I don't think that you would do that. So I'm going to say offload is real. Fruit bowl is too, too odd for you to make up. I, I'm not giving you enough credit for that one, man. You you don't have that much Wait, credit. I'm sorry, you said, you said offload was real? Offload's real. Back. Fruit Bowl's okay. real. You don't have the ability in you to do that. I'm sorry. Corner kick, <laughs> that is football to me. I believe that that is football. If I don't, for, I know that they kick out of the corner there if it goes out, yada, yada, yada. And then chip and chase. You know what? I was, I was right there with Megan where it sounds too fake for you to make up, but because of the... Uh, I, I, I just think that you think that us Americans are so ugly that anytime you incorporate chips and chips and dip or something that we'll, we'll, we'll buy into it. So I'm going to say no to that. So I have offload and fruit bowl as real uh, options and corner kick and chip and chase as fake. You say chip and chase is fake. Chip and chase. There is no chance in hell that is real. No chance in hell. Yeah. Okay. Well, offload is real. Phil, you got that correct. Megan, you said offload. I said it was real. Was real. That's right. I have a check mark here. Okay. 
Uh, fruit bowl is not real. So you both thought that was real. You both got that wrong. Wow. Uh, Way there to is, go. There is, there is a term, bread basket. Yeah, that one, I, that one I'd believe. But <laughs> fruit bowl? Damn. Way to well, go. You, Nicely done. And corner kick, Phil, you got that correct. Yes. Um, uh, that is, of course, a soccer thing. Megan, I believe you also said that that, um, that was uh I said it fake. was fake. Yeah. Yes. So you got that right. And Chip and Chase. Chase. This is where it Megan, comes down you to. said it was real. Phil, you said it was fake. It is real. Is where you kick the ball up and you chase it. Oh yeah. You chip it up and you chase it. So Stupid. well done, Megan. You got three, <laughs> three right. Phil, you got two right in that in that round, which means good job on that You guys are tied at the We're moment. Tied over. You are tied at bowl. four points apiece. Last one here, and if we uh, if we tie again. If we tie again, that means that we go to a tiebreaker. That's how that works. Okay. Right. This next one, if you happen to have read any international sports news in the last 24 hours, you should have this down pat. So me and Megan Football are failing teams, at this. Soccer teams. Still in Euro 2020. Oh, All good right? Lord. So many teams have been eliminated. Football teams that are still in the Euro 2020 tournament at the moment. Spain... Denmark, France, and Portugal. And we will go to you first again, Phil. Uh, repeat them one more time for me. Spain, Denmark, France, and Portugal. Um, I'm not going to go too much into my thought process here, but I'm going to say that it's... Um, I'm going to say Spain is in, is correct. France is in, that's correct. And Portugal is in. That's correct. I believe Denmark is not in anymore. Okay. Megan. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say everything except for France is in. So you say Spain is in, Denmark Ooh. is in. There's a well, and actually you say France is out. Mhm. So there will be a and winner you say here. Say Portugal is in. Spain and Denmark are in. Megan, you got both those right. Phil, you got Spain right, Denmark wrong. Mm -hmm. And France and Portugal are both out, which means, Megan, you got France right, Portugal wrong. Phil, you got both wrong, which means that Megan comes away with a victory here. Ah, uh, yes, of, of course. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven points. Phil, you are down at one, two, three, four, five points, unfortunately. Sorry, Phil. Came close. That's rough, buddy. Well, it's all right. It's it's not like I know Megan or where she lives or anything. Well, you know, just whatever. <laughs> all right. All that applies. My version. Here we go. It Here is, we go. Megan, you're back up on the chopping block. This time I need you to do precisely what you did to me and just demolish David. Don't allow him any quarter and uh, make sure to not allow him to score in the slightest. Here we go. Mine is a little bit more personalized. Uh, of course, the first one is going to be more applicable to our general topic. I have a list of charitable organizations that are listed as 501c3 nonprofit organizations here in the US. So your guys' job is to determine whether or not the following are real organizations or the name of an organization I made up. You guys understand? Yep. Yes. Fantastic. All right, we go to the first one, closed captioning. Second one, first candle. Second one, Easter seals. 
fourth one, Bread for World, or excuse me, Bread for the World. And since I had to go first last time, I'm going to start with you, David. You're first to go. Again, that's Clothed Captioning, All right? First Candle, Easter Seals, and Bread for the World. Which of those, if any, are actual 501c3 nonprofit organizations here in the U.S.? All right. I think that Clothed Captioning is real. I, I think that that's a very interesting creative name, and uh, you're just so uninteresting and <laughs> not creative so uh, i think that one's real okay what was the second one? First, first candle first candle i'm gonna say you made that one up okay say you made that one up and then uh easter seal i think is real because it rhymes with real um, I, I should say it's easter seals one. does that make a seals. difference to you well it's no it doesn't okay reels okay um and the fourth one was Bread for the world. Bread for the world. Uh, no, I think you made that one up. <laughs> okay. All right. Megan, where are you going to go on this list? Do you need me to read it again? No, I wrote them all down. Fantastic. With um, the pen and paper and pencil that you have available to you. Well done. Go all ahead. three. Yes. <laughs> okay. I think closed captioning is real. I agree. I don't think you're clever enough to make that up. I'm going to say... I'm gonna say first candle is real. I mean, I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what the what it would be helping. Okay. Except for like candle sales, but um. It's a very troubled say, industry. Yes. I'm gonna say Easter seals is fake, and I'm gonna say bread for the world is fake. So just to be clear, the only one you thought was real, Megan, is first candle. And closed no, captioning. Cl and closed captioning. captioning. Okay, that's correct. So you both. Doubt my uh, my ability. Clothed captioning is indeed a fake one, so you both got that wrong. <laughs> wow. Uh, what else? Uh, bread for the world. It's spelled bread as in uh, gluten and uh, and everything else. It is bread for the world is indeed real. Uh, I appreciate that creativity nod, though. Easter seals <laughs> is real. David, you got that. And then, Megan, you got it correct. First candle is real. So you both tie with a single point at the end of the first round. Let's go to the second one. And of course, we're going to go directly to Megan here on something that she needs to learn a little bit more about. Christmas songs. Because if there's oh one God. thing that Megan does not know and does not have any love in her heart for, it's Christmas. So therefore, it's an inside joke. You. Thank you. It's an inside joke. Uh, me and Megan have a consistent year-round debate about who loves Christmas more between me and her. And I think think if today will prove anything it is me all right i have a list of christmas songs i want you guys to tell me megan you'll start first which of these are real and which of them i made up here we go but you're looking for the ones that are real so if you check it it's a real song here we go mm -hmm. first song santa claus has got the aids second one <laughs> santa dog third one ovulating ornaments Fourth one, oh, come all ye grateful deadheads. Again, Santa Claus has got the AIDS, Santa dog, ovulating ornaments, and oh, come all ye grateful deadheads. Megan, which of those are real? Um, deadheads is real. Okay. 
the AIDS one really. <laughs> you're you're stuck on it. It's very much it grabs your attention and does not let go. I'm gonna say uh, Santa dog is real. Okay. Uh, what's the ovulating one? Ovulating ornaments. Ornaments. I had uh, dead heads in my mind, so I was like ovulating eggheads, and mm. that's exactly what I thought the song was. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that. Well, I guess you still have eggs, so that would make sense in a different titled <laughs> song. So you have two left to determine. Santa Claus has got the AIDS and ovulating ornaments. I'm going to say ovulating is ov- ovulating <laughs> is. You never expected this when you when you said, yes, I'll come on the show today, did you? <laughs> uh, not this. <laughs> I expected a lot, but not ovulating ornaments. No, no one ever does. I'm going to say it's fake. Okay. And then I'm going to say AIDS is real. AIDS is real. Just the disease, though, not the... (laughs) All right, so so Santa Claus has got AIDS, you says is real. Santa dog, you says is real. Ovulating ornaments, you says is fake. Yeah. Okay, just to (laughs) confirm. And then, oh, come out, ye grateful deadheads, you say is real. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Uh, David, we go to you. Same list. All right. Okay, so uh, I think the AIDS one is real. Okay. I think Santa Dogs is real. Okay. Ovulating ornaments, I, I'm I'm pretty sure, is fake. Giving you credit there, Phil. I think it's very creative. Uh, Thank you. And the last one was? Oh, come all ye grateful deadheads. Hmm. I I guess I'm going to say fake. So right. real, real, fake, fake. So you guys are same on the first two, and you both gained the point for the first two. Santa Claus has got the AIDS, and Santa Dog are indeed real. So you both gain two points <laughs> there. I am not that bold enough to make a joke about AIDS. Um, and then the last two, you guys differed on both. Ovulating ornaments, David, uh, you said that that is fake, correct? I said it was fake, too. You're right. So then I'm I'm incorrect. You both said it's fake. Yes, you both get the point. I did indeed make up ovulation. And then for the last one is where you differed (laughs) alone. And uh, that is indeed a real song, which means Megan swept the category. Way to go. And David, you need one more in order to uh, to catch up to Megan on this last one. So because of that, since you're behind her. I will have Megan go first again for this last one. Uh, Thank you. The the category is, uh, and who knows, I think actually Hoffman might have an advantage here, weird soccer injuries. Injuries that happened within soccer, but that left uh, the player to not be able to play a game, games, and such on and so forth. All right. I mean, the, the, the listeners, we're recording, I just want to say, we're recording this before we can recorded the rest of the episode, so the listeners probably already know that uh, that I'm not I'm not a huge soccer fan. I really am not. Fair enough. But uh, go on. Go here on. we go. I would have never guessed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, first injury. The player got hurt after sticking a cotton swab that got stuck up his nose. Second one. <laughs> A uh, player got hurt by getting hit by a runaway cow. Number three, player got hurt by dropping a bowl of salad cream on his foot. And number four, player got hurt by tripping over a sleeping moose. 
Again, Megan, you're going to be starting here, and it's player got hurt after sticking a cotton swab that got stuck up his nose. Player got hurt by hitting a runaway, or by getting hit by a runaway cow. Player got hurt by dropping a bowl of salad cream on his foot. And player got hurt by tripping over a sleeping moose. Which of those are real? Okay, I'm going to kind of go out of order here. I'm going to say I'd be disappointed if you cream. didn't. <laughs> salad cream is fake. Okay. Oh, no, no, wait. Actually, no, I'm going to say salad cream is real. Okay. I've never in my life heard you say salad cream, and I don't know why you would use that <laughs> term. Like, if you made that up, there's something <laughs> wrong with you. <laughs> well, that's already been established um, here, Megan, but continue. <laughs> I'm going to say sleeping moose is fake. Okay. You're stuck with uh, the cotton swab, just like he did, and then you got the runaway cow. I mean, say cotton swab is real. Okay. Last one. Just be runaway cow. I'm gonna say runaway cow. Yes, you are, and you just did. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was confident. Okay, I'm gonna say it's real. <laughs> She's saying it's real. All right. So you said. That the player got hurt by sticking a cotton swab up his nose is uh, real. You said that the player getting uh, hit by a runaway cow is real. You said that the uh, salad cream, you said that that is real. And then you said that the uh, tripping over a sleeping moose, that that is fake. Yeah. Okay. Hoffman, we go to you. Uh, you know, I... I had every single one of those exactly. I was in exactly in line with Megan, but mm. I know that if I have any chance of winning, I have to pick something different. At least one um, in order to tie. At least one different, and then I have to hope that that's one that that Megan got wrong. I think the cotton cotton up the nose thing, that one really sounds real. So I'm gonna go real for that one. I wanted to say the cow was real because I could, could imagine in like Spain, maybe that running of the bulls, one of the cows <laughs> or one of the bulls got like, you know, got away and ended up on a football field. I'm going to say that that's, oh man, I'm going to say that they're all real. I'm just going to go that they're so, all real. So you're going real, I'm gonna real. So the one that you're, yes. Oh, wait, you're saying all of them, even the, oh yeah, cotton swab as well. So all of them are real. Yeah, He's yeah. going to go bold. Which means that you two have differed on only one, which is the player got hurt by tripping over a sleeping moose. Megan said that that was fake. And David, you said that that was real. Let me ease your mm -hmm. comforts here. The first one, I completely made up uh, a cotton swab. Well, maybe, maybe it's true somewhere. I That's not uh, noted in, in anywhere that I could find, and I made that one up. Wow. Uh, okay. the, the runaway cow and the salad cream are indeed real. Salad cream being nowhere near as weird as ovulating ornaments for some reason. Finally, we get to the one that decides the matter. Player got hurt by tripping over a sleeping moose. That is indeed real, which means Hoffman, you have yes. tied up this game and in doing so, yeah. forcing a tiebreaker for the first time in weeks. And uh, yes. yes, yes. And we will start with you, Hoffman, since you for forced the tie, putting you in the more uncomfortable position. We are actually recording this on July 4th, 2021. Uh, happy 4th of July, people. Uh, cl uh, closest without going over wins. So closest without going over the actual number wins. And there must be a buffer of at least 100 days. How many days, Hoffman, are left 
until Christmas 2031. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Christmas 2031. Um, Okay, I'm going to say... TikTok before we can actually do the math. 3,750. 3,750, which means Megan... The closest you can get to him is 3,850 or 3,650. And where where would you like to go? Tell what year? <laughs> You're not playing on a calculator, are you? But 2031. <laughs> no, I'm not on a calculator. Um, okay. 3,700, or no, excuse me, 3,650, David? Yeah, no, I said 750. 750, I thought so. Okay. I'm going to say the 3,650. 3,650. And with that, Hoffman, unfortunately, you have won this one. There are 3,826 days left until we reach Christmas 2031, which, while it hurts me that you won this game, it pleases me to no end that it is determined that I am the most Christmas person on this podcast. Thank you, and good night. (laughs) My no, I got all of the Christmas questions right, and so did I. All of and them. we move along. Megan, is there anything <laughs> that we can promote for you that we can boost on your? You said that you were painting, that you were being commissioned uh, for a, an art piece off camera. Is there anything that you would like to plug in that regard? Uh, your art? Um, yeah, sure. I post some of my art on my Instagram, and uh. And so people can DM me to get uh, a portrait commission. And uh, my Instagram is MeganM123. So it's M-E-G-A-N-M-123. Fantastic. I'm sorry. D-O-G-H-E-A-D? Yeah. uh, (laughs) One, two, three. (laughs) There we go. Yes, the number's one, two, three. So I'm sorry. It was Megan. (laughs) Megan M. M M One, two, three. I'm following you right now. There we go. Oh my gosh, Happening. thank you. Commission me. <laughs> Commission me, she says. All right. Uh, I live in Europe, so no. <laughs> the the ship one day I will. The shipping costs alone will bankrupt your company. <laughs> Anyways, uh right. thank you so much for joining us today, Megan. It was really uh it was really fun and we appreciate you you hopping along and coming along for a jingle jangle ride. Yeah, it's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure for having, having you. Thanks for having me. Yes. All right. And I we had a lot of fun. It was nice meeting you, David. It was nice meeting you too. Do you like this David more than oh. the David we know? Oh yeah, of course. Of course. A- as we've said before, it feels like I've known him my whole life. Oh, there we go. Yeah. There we go. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And with that victory, Hoffman moves into the lead that he has secured for himself with an eight and nine record. I drop down to six and eleven in a very, very sad way. Oh, oh yeah! Do you feel that? It slaps. Yes. Do you feel that sensation creeping across your body? That slapping. Hmm. It's down my spine. Tingly. <laughs> I don't know if I want to. Why don't you? Why don't you yeah, go I don't know first. if I want to be slapped across my spine. All right. Uh, since last we met, I've been on vacation, so I actually whoa got a chance to watch some movies. Like I, I it was it was shocking yeah. to me. Just and so, anyways, I got a chance to watch a great film, 
one that I didn't think I was going to like if you'd have asked me about halfway through and then I loved by the end. Captain Fantastic. You ever seen the film Captain Fantastic? Captain Fantastic. It's with Viggo Mortensen. Tell me what is And uh, it's about a, no. a father. Yeah. I have not. Yeah. He, I believe he I I believe he was nominated. I don't think he won that year for the Oscar uh, for best uh, best uh, actor, but uh, really good, mm. surprisingly good child performances, which is something of a of a of a thing for me that I I don't usually like me child too. actors. Me but too. Surprisingly good performances there, and I I actually you know what Hoffman I would suggest for you to watch. I actually think that you would really like that film. Captain Fantastic, okay. more so than anything other movie, that slaps. Believe it or not, I also have a hey. movie. And it's something I watched um, in the in some time in the period between this the, the last episode and this one. And it's called, it's on Netflix, or it's on Netflix here. I know. It's called Believe Me, The Abduction of Lisa McVeigh. Or McVeigh. And it is... If anything, an important film. I think there's an important message there. I didn't expect it to be... You know, I always expected that there to, there to be a, an important message with what it's about. It's about a... It's a, based on a true story about a, a young girl who's who's abducted and raped. And she um, tells the... She tries to tell the police. And in, initially, no one believes her. And it takes one guy who's like, Hey, I think that there's some credibility here. And then eventually things move forward. But I think that there's an important message there. And I, I think it was actually very well done. And I think it was well well acted. I re- I enjoyed it. Believe me, the abduction of Lisa McVie. Spelt M-C-V-E-Y. So check it out. I, I think it's on, I think it's a Netflix film. That slaps. From the bottom of our logs, we we thank you for for joining us this week, talking about charity and soccer. Uh, <laughs> a little bit uh, incoherent of us this week, but we hope you enjoyed, and we hope you tune in next week and check out all of the episodes that we have in our backlog. Speaking of logs. We'd like to uh, say some thank yous. Thank you to Cass and Crossland and to Jake Corlang for the wonderful music you hear on this show. Thank you to Tara Amstutz for her wonderful graphic designs, as well as Josh Hans for the fun little uh, in and out cues that you may hear throughout the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at powwow underscore podcast. And tell your friends, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Still no Pandora, but maybe someday? Probably not. You can't teach an old bear new tricks. It just eats salmon. <laughs> <laughs>